Preface As I have worked on this booklet, I have laughed and cried, marvelled at the goodness of God and rejoiced that so many young people have found their ministry in Christian Life Bible College. As the wife of the founder director, I have been closely associated with the college from its inception and still retain vital interest in it. For this reason, I've given my time in the writing and compiling of this booklet to retain the story of the college. May any who care to read the story and glance at the pictures be as inspired and amused as I have been. All proceeds from the booklet sales will be dedicated to purchasing books for the college library, a project dear to my heart. Hazel Houston Page 3, Chapter 1 First, the vision. It began the day God spoke through a vision. A field of ripe cocksfoot rippled in the wind. As Frank Houston watched it, it appeared to become a vast crowd of people, people to be reached with the gospel. This, God said, is what will happen if you take up the ministry in Lower Hutt. You will reach out to the whole wide world. That vision would be fulfilled in two ways. Personal worldwide crusades and the sending out of young people trained and equipped in the Bible College. For five years, the vision was hidden in his heart. It weighed like a burden for Frank Houston, felt deeply the lack of a Pentecostal Bible college in New Zealand. Now, in 1965, God was giving him the task of starting one. The Pentecostal churches had still to experience the move of God, which they were to know in the next ten years. The ministry in the Assemblies of God was suffering from a lack of trained men since they had closed their Auckland College some years before. Young people in many denominations were being filled with the Spirit, and some, seeking training in the mainstream Bible colleges, were under pressure to deny their Pentecostal experience or they were not accepted. Some already in training felt they should leave. A Pentecostal college was a must, Frank Houston thought. As he began to meditate on the possibilities, God showed him clearly that he was to start one in Lower Hutt, the place he had seen as an evangelistic centre reaching out to all parts of the world. This church had always been missionary-minded and a Bible school would be an expansion of this work. It was a startling concept for the church, had not more than 120 members. As he prayed and meditated, he could see the effect a college, Pentecostal in belief and experience, could have on the work, especially in New Zealand. Lord, give me 100 men, he prayed. 100 men dedicated to you at whatever the cost. There was no particular reason for the number in that prayer except that 100 such men could make a real impact for the kingdom of God. In December 1965, he shared his vision with the church board. In the last six years, they had seen the church grow under the blessing of God. They also knew of the vision that the Lord had given to their pastor before he came to Lower Hutt. They took up the idea of the college with enthusiasm. Straight away, they appointed two pastors, Frank Houston and Trevor Chandler, along with Brian Fawcett and Paul Garrett, two board members, to gather information and to look into the policy of the college. It would have to be a faith venture for there, were, for there was no spare money in the bank. But had not God already provided a church with a hall suitable for lectures and a hostel where students could be accommodated? That was a miracle for they were valued at $56,000 and purchased when the church had no more equity than $15,000. While God sometimes unveils his plans a little at a time, the committee knew that he makes provision from the beginning. This would be a Bible college where young men from any denomination could come for training. Its aim? 
to implant a vision for evangelizing the world in this end-time move of the Holy Spirit. It wouldn't give ministries. This, a college could not do, but it would develop the abilities students already possessed. Sharpen their swords, as one principal was to express it. The faculty would give guidance into spheres of ministry where these could be most effective for God. Some graduates would have ministry gifts and move into church leadership while others could best serve God in the local church setting. It would be emphasised again and again that training and graduation would not automatically mean ordination as a pastor. Each student would be encouraged to discover God's calling and will for his own life. Academic excellence would take second place to the development of the spiritual life. The vision was to send out a stream of young people with a fire burning in their souls to win the loss for Christ. Education, they felt, had in many cases doused the fire of the spirit. That must not happen here, though education was not despised. Through the discussion, four things stood out clearly. This had to be God. It would cost the church a lot of money it didn't have. It must be linked to an evangelistic church centre, and none of the planners knew much about Bible college. Only Pastor Houston, Margaret Skilleter, Paul Garrett, and Brian Fawcett had been through one. Plans developed. There would be a two-year course so that students would have time to gain insight into the Word of God and gain all facets of good training. Leading in would be part of that training, for they would learn to mix and move with other people by rubbing shoulders with different personalities and temperaments, rubbing stones as future students were to describe each other. Guidance for staffing, the college was a must for these men, would need to share the vision and flow with it. Only God knew who would be available and who should come. The curriculum received much prayer and thought. Subjects to be included must give a broad understanding of the Bible and its doctrines as well as instruction in ministry involvement. There must also be opportunities for practical experience. Miss Margaret Skilleter, the secretary, prepared a prospectus. She sifted out details of aims, requirements in students and general information along with the statement of the doctrines the church believed. The fees were to be kept to a minimum. The suggested opening date was June 1966, but this was delayed for the church felt they should send Pastor Houston on an overseas fact-finding trip. He would look at Bible colleges where he could. Mainly these would be Kenley Bible College in England and Elam Bible Institute in Lima, New York. It was while he was in New York that God spoke again to Frank Houston, confirming the vision and the direction the college was to take. While he was away, the men behind the scene discussed a name for the college. Trevor Chandler's suggestion, Christian Life Bible College, was adopted as that described what the college was all about. The name has long ago been abbreviated by students to Seal BC. At first, only young men were to be accepted for training and, perhaps, girls with a specific missionary calling. When the board saw that they could provide suitable accommodation for both sexes, this was changed to allow any suitable young people to enter. The board thought students should be between 19 and 35 years of age, except for exceptional circumstances. In fact, one boy has slipped in just before his 18th birthday, and the oldest a man over 50. By the end of 1966, board members in the church hostel had been asked to leave. Calls had been sent to men to staff at school and publicly sent out. The first applications were in, and in December, the first students were accepted. One of these says he didn't come to college, but college came to him. He lived in the hostel as a boarder, and if he hadn't become a student, he wouldn't have had a home. Now, he is a pastor. February of 1967, the starting date would soon come round. 
There was a flurry of furniture checking in the hostel and table building for the lecture hall. Timetables were settled on, rules were thought about and set down in print, final details were completed and the college was ready to go. There was only one hitch. Two of the lecturers had not yet arrived, and for one, it was going to take a miracle to get him here in time. But then, all concerned with the college believed in miracles. <laughs>